Hi, friends. Welcome to the Seek Holy Living podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. The Christmas season is such a special time of year, and this year is extra special for us as we have our sweet new baby with us. This is Graham, and he is about a month old, and he is such a joy. On today's episode, we enjoy a warm conversation about ways that we can bring the wonder, hope, and joy of Christmas to life in our homes. The treasured decorations, the smells of the season, songs we sing, the food we savor, and the love we share brings Christmas to life for you and your family. Today, I get to invite you into this wonderful Christmas conversation with my mom, Connie Burroughs, and a dear family friend who is like another mom to me, Lori Smith. These experienced moms both create beautifully welcoming spaces in their home where family and friends feel genuinely loved and known. They have so much to share about how they make celebrating Christmas and the birth of Jesus come to life in their homes each year. I just know that you are going to be inspired. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Mom, for coming back again. Sure. And thank you, Lori, for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. You're welcome. It's going to be great. So this is so special to talk about getting our homes ready for Christmas because our homes just set the tone of the season for our whole family. So let's just jump right in, talking about our homes and Christmas, um, that our homes create an atmosphere for everyone who lives within them, for ourselves and for our husbands and for our children. So I thought it might be fun to kind of talk through our senses at Christmas. I think it's such a sensory time that it's kind of fun to talk about the different ways that we create an overall environment of celebrating the uniqueness and specialness of the season. Mm -hmm. So let's see, let's start with, um, let's start with our smell. Is that okay? okay? Can we start with smell? Uh I think smell is like, I mean, obviously, like, I have candles all, the, like, all over. I think it's one of my favorites. So smell and Christmas, how do you create that in your home? You want to start, Lori? Sure. You know, thinking back years ago, I think I've had these ornaments for probably 20 years. We made these cinnamon applesauce ornaments. <laughs> Silliest thing. You know, yeah. Two ingredients, right? So we mixed those up, rolled them out, cut them out in little little ornament shapes. And they took probably two or three weeks to dry. To dry out. But they smelled so good. They made the house smell so good. And it, they probably lasted, well, I still have them. Yes. So, and they've been smelling good for about probably 25 years. Yes. And seriously, um, that was just a really, uh, you know, cinnamon. That's like kind of the quintessential uh-huh. Christmas smell. And yeah. it was just a really fun activity to get to do with the, the children when they were little. Okay, well, and that's a fun idea, too, because I think it's something that if you have little kids that you could lead that as a mom easily. Sure. And, like, you can go to a, one of those bulk food places and buy, like, bulk cinnamon for super cheap and right. be able to do that. Just start now when this is being released because they won't be dry for a couple weeks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, be able to have those and then they could hang them up. Mm-hmm. But if you have older kids, I think that's something that you could give them the task. Like, hey, right. here's what we're doing. Here's your stuff. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Yeah. And let them create it completely. I remember we did those once also as gift tags that we like put them on presents and it made all the presents smell good. Mm -hmm. But this is kind of funny. So my kids, we did that once also. And my kids have told me 
that they lick them sometimes because they were always curious about how they taste. But they were like, mom, we always licked it when you weren't looking. (laughs) I don't know if that makes it better. So maybe you'll need to ask your grown children. Yeah, I probably got a little dusty. If they ever in secret licked those those ornaments. What about you, Mom? What about the smells of well, our home? It's funny, you may not remember, but we actually made them one no, year. No, I remember too. we did, yeah. And we made them to give to neighbors as Christmas gifts. Uh-huh. But um but the other things, I guess really a lot of it was even things we were cooking yeah. around Christmas time. So if I made wassail, that made the house smell the same. Mm-hmm. Cinnamony, mm-hmm. orangey, clovey, those all nice smells at mm-hmm. Christmas. And, um, or sometimes I remember people giving me or us purchasing mulling spices that are just mm-hmm. to sit on the stove and, and mull smell yeah. so nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of the things we were just cooking, they yeah. were Christmassy things, but we of course made sugar cookies and cut them out and things like that. So there were always nice smells at Christmas. Yeah. I remember the one you talked about the, um, the cider and that one of the steps of that cider was that we would have to have the oranges that then you put the cloves all in. Uh-huh. And I thought that was so fun. Uh-huh. I loved, well, at least for the first like 10 minutes. And then, <laughs> and then I'd be like, okay, I'm done real quick. Push all the rest in. Yes. But, but that was fun. And I've carried that over with my kids that we do that. And they so look forward mm-hmm. to getting to create that. And one year when we were doing it, we were doing it here. And then something happened with our oven. I, I think mm-hmm. it, it broke. Uh-oh. And I had already planned that I was making the cider or this wassail and it was like for an event and that one step is to do that and I even thought it's going to make the house smell so Mm -hmm. good for these ladies coming over we'll have this nice drink the kids will have felt like they had a chance to be a part of preparing for serving these women by making these like the oranges with the cloves and then my oven broke which was part of the process and so I asked my neighbor though would you mind if I use your oven to cook these oranges with the cloves and she was so sweet because she said our house smells amazing and I thought I know that's what mine was supposed to smell like but I'm glad yours smells amazing yeah <laughs> but yeah those yeah. are great ones okay what about the sights of Christmas in your home how to make it look the way that just really speaks to your family's heart. Mom, you want to start? Well, it was funny because um, while you guys were all growing up, we actually spent Christmases every year in Dallas mm-hmm. um, because that was where all of our extended family was. But I was determined that we were going to have our own Christmas at home mm-hmm. before we left so that you guys would experience all of Christmas. So there was a piece of me that was like, why am I putting up a tree and doing all these things? But it was good. It was good to do all of those things, even if we weren't going to be there actually on Christmas. Because I think the day itself is really, I mean, it doesn't really matter. It just felt like we had a lot of Christmases. Yeah, that's because I told you it didn't matter. You did well. Yeah. (laughs) But so we did. We set up a tree and we had nativity scenes and Mm -hmm. all the kind of traditional things you would think of for Christmas. But I always felt like I wanted to keep my audience in mind. Mm -hmm. And so our home never had things in it that I was afraid you guys might break. So I didn't have even the ornaments on our tree. We had a traditional way that we did the ornaments on the tree that started in a funny way that um, uh, somebody gave me, when you were born, gave me a picture frame ornament, you know, baby's first Christmas. And so I put your picture in it and hung it on the tree. And it went with all the other ornaments. Well, the next year I thought, well, that'd be fun to get another Christmas ornament that was a picture frame ornament. And I'll put her in it for the next year too. Well, that just continued, and now our whole tree is the faces of all 35 years later. (laughs) Of all of my children and grandchildren and their spouses all over our Christmas tree. But those were something, if a child picked that up off the tree and looked at it, 
you it wasn't going to hurt you or the mm-hmm. ornament. And in fact, I didn't even use those metal hooks. We just used just ribbons yeah. for many years. We actually have hooks now, but we just <laughs> used ribbons for many years so that I wasn't worried. So I think the main thing for me with the decorating, I wanted the house to be decorated for Christmas, but I didn't want that to mean now you guys have to be careful in our home. I mm-hmm. wanted to be inviting to my guests, which mm-hmm. were my children. <laughs> yeah, that's great. What about you, Lori? <clears throat> Well, I love decorating for Christmas, so I kind of get a jump start. You know, day after Thanksgiving, those boxes are out of the garage and opened up and stuff's all over the place. And it's so much fun to pull out things that we've had for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. But I also like to mix it up a little bit. And uh, the last few years, so maybe 10 years, we've been using a different theme. Oh, that's fun. So every Christmas is a little bit different. So we kind of tweak it. So then that's kind of fun for the kids to come back and, you know, what, you know, they get the big announcement of what this Christmas is going to be. And, and so it's kind of a fun time for my imagination. So what was last run. year? Like what Last some of your year things was been? reindeer games. Cute. So I got a little golden book and, and uh, cut the, the pages out. And I made a bunting for mm-hmm. the mantle out of the, the little oh, pages. It was cute. really cute. And we had uh, reindeer placemats, and we had um, brownies that looked like Rudolph. So, it was just really simple. But then I had um, printed out some little games that we could play from off the Internet. And we had all a lot of extended families. So there were probably 30 of us. And playing our, our reindeer games. So, That's so, so that was last year. That's so, super fun. So yeah, it's really fun to, to kind of mix it up and have something to look forward to. So that, you know, I didn't really want my kids to look back on Christmas and have them all run together. Like every Christmas mm. is, was exactly the same. So um, mixing it up a little bit was good. Uh, also, I love bringing in a lot of fresh and natural things mm-hmm. and using fruit, nuts, greenery, you know, whatever happens to be growing from our yard. It's less to store that way. You yes. throw it away <laughs> after New Year's uh-huh. and, um, or you recycle, I guess right. we recycle everything. <laughs> uh, so that, you know, you're, you're not filling up your attic or basement or your garage space with just box after box mm-hmm. after box because it can be... It can be quite a chore. And I figure if I can't get it all out and up in a half a day, it's probably too much. So, but that's just me. Some people, you know, spend days decorating. So, you know, if that's their, their thing, go for it. Well, I love that idea. That's super fun. And so fun that a tradition has become expectation of what's going to be different rather than just sameness and super fun, fun for your kids and your grandkids too. Right. Um, okay, so I was thinking too, maybe you'll have to send me a picture of when you kind of reveal what this year's is too, All and right. I can like put it sure. on Instagram for whatever this <laughs> okay. year's fun theme is going to be. Um, one thing for us with our sites of Christmas in our home, I think as my kids are starting to get a little bit older, is they want to be part of creating all of that, which I think is special because it's also training them. It's like training their hearts for beauty. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of giving them, um, I don't know, preparing them for one day when they have space. Uh, but it also has required me to be a little bit more open-handed, whereas I might want to say, like, this is where I would picture all these things go. And they say, like, Mom, look, we decided it'd be fun to put every nativity in the same place this year. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's a different way to do it. That's pretty cool. Um, and then maybe it stays that way or maybe it gets, you know slowly over a few days kind of redistributed to the way I pictured it was going to be ish. 
But but it is neat. And it's been special to see that as I kind of slowly started giving them ownership over those things. And they, uh, last year, my son even got out the Christmas tree by himself, which is really absurd because he was 10. And the Christmas tree, I mean, it's a fake tree, but like it's pretty heavy and big. And he was so proud that he was like, Mm. mom, if you can just help me get it from here to here, I can do the setup. And I was like, all right, let's go for it. Why not? Mm. And so we did. And because he had seen us get ready for this visual preparing of Christmas, he was excited to be part Mm. of it. And take ownership in that. Um, okay, what do you think about getting ready for the feelings of Christmas? Can you think of anything different in that category? Mom? Yeah. I think just the idea of, of um, keeping it, making it exciting, but not overwhelming. Sometimes mm-hmm. I think for children, if, yeah, of. for children, if there's just too, too many things that are different, it's too many things. Mm-hmm. So, but I didn't want it to just be mundane. Yeah. So exciting, but not overwhelming for them. Yeah. And, um, and sometimes, you know, we've talked about, you know, we can end up with so many things to do that then children feel hurried or rushed or, you know, it's just too many things. Yeah. So I think trying to keep things fun and exciting and different uh, but s- simple enough that it is fun for little ones, especially, mm-hmm. I think, little ones. You don't want to get too many things going on. Yeah. Um, but but the specialness of Christmas and making that extra time to read Christmassy books mm-hmm. and to talk about the true meaning of Christmas and talk about my Christmases when I was growing up and things like that. I think yeah. it's important to have those and, and you know, as, as you're around family you know, celebrating family time maybe in a different way than we normally do. Yeah, and slowing down in some of those ways yeah, yeah. that you otherwise wouldn't. And you, I mean, you know that our family was very involved in Christmas programs at church, yeah. so there was a lot. It was a full season. It was very full. Way. And that meant that I had to change my expectations for all of our life to mm-hmm. say we can't suddenly have you know rehearsals five nights a week and think that that week is going to be in any way normal. Yeah. And so that meant, you know, sleeping in a little later, just doing things a little different, maybe planning simpler meals than we mm-hmm. would normally have um, so that it, it was fun and not burdensome for you yes. guys. Yes, for sure. What about mm-hmm. you, Lori? Any other thoughts on feelings of Christmas in your home? Well, feelings in terms of touch, I thought mm-hmm. about how we always had a nativity scene that the kids could play with. Yes. It was indestructible. You know, we had a wooden one, but I know that there's all kinds out there that are available. So where the children learn the Christmas story, and then they can re- be retelling it to one mm-hmm. another and to grown-ups who might come into the house. Yeah. So having that hands-on uh, thing is always great. Also, I always put out a jigsaw puzzle. I'll pull out a card table and have a... a I love jigsaw puzzles, <laughs> and... I get a little obsessed with them. So I allow myself one a year and it's at Christmas time. So that's out. And, you know, as kids get older and you want to have those deep, heartfelt conversations, you know, when everybody else goes to bed and you're sitting there at 11, 1130 at night with your preteen, just, you know, looking for puzzle pieces. What a sweet time to talk Mm. about some of the deeper things that might be going on in their lives. Um, Yeah. Creating those those times uh, where you communicate in a in a deeper way, in a private way sometimes is pretty special. Right. Yeah. Great. And having to have the space set up for it too mm-hmm. though, because if you didn't get your if it wasn't out, right, then 
the space wouldn't be there in the same right. way. Mm-hmm. Creating an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Yeah. I think too, you mentioned the, something about the, the like feelings of togetherness and that slowness that one of the things we try to do is we have, I have accumulated all these Christmas books over the years that, um, we get them out. They come out at the beginning of, of the season. And so we really try to read one or two books a day because otherwise we don't get through all of them. And that's just been a fun thing of just an expectation that they just look forward to these books that only come out at that time, which is really special. Uh-huh. And I think that could even go into the sounds of Christmas, talking about the things we hear. Because mm-hmm. um, I guess that's one of the things they're hearing is hearing Christmas books and that they just really look forward to that. Oh, what other sounds? You want to sit on sounds, Lori? Sure. Well, talking about sounds and music, it's going to have to come yeah. from the Burroughs family <laughs> because we Smiths can't carry a tune in a bucket. But, uh, you know, we, of course, we love recorded music. We do sing. Um, my kids have all married spouses who are musical. So that that's worked out well. a bonus to our family. But I was thinking <laughs> about really the sound of your own voice. The sound of a mother's voice and bringing kind of a, a calm atmosphere into your home, not just the, the tone of your voice, but what an opportunity to, like you were saying, read books, uh, the mother singing, teaching children Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. But above that, I think storytelling, like mm-hmm. Connie touched mm-hmm. on that a little bit about Christmas's past. And we use storytelling a lot in our family, both we did with our children and now with our grandchildren. Um, a very powerful thing are fairy tales, and they're mm-hmm. not hard to make up. And when we <laughs> see some, maybe some character traits in a child that need to be developed, uh-huh. sometimes we will develop a story around a fairy tale around something that needs to happen in their lives. And, and certainly we can, uh, you know, relate it to, to Christmas and get really creative that way. And, you know, it helps their, their language skills so much to, yeah. to learn to be storytellers. Well, and it's oh, so non-threatening, yeah. which is beautiful too, because that's not, it doesn't feel threatening to hear a story. Right. But then when it turns out that that person was lying mm-hmm. and you were lying, like, what a coincidence <laughs> that that happened in that story and that happened to me today. I wonder if mom realizes that. <laughs> that's wonderful. And just like so unguarded, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. Uh-huh. Well, if my kids start telling you, mom, mom's been telling me all these stories lately. Right. You'll know why. <laughs> what else, mom? What do you think about sounds? You know, I do think about music that we just, especially I think in the car, we always had music mm-hmm. going and sometimes to sing along with, but sometimes just to listen. But, um, but we do, we started listening to Christmas music just as soon, just the same thing. As soon as Thanksgiving <laughs> was over, in, on came the Christmas music. And quite honestly, at our house, because we had been preparing for Christmas programs. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. My husband actually starts listening to Christmas music in the car in July and so we've been listening to Christmas music a long yeah. time by the time Christmas comes. Um, but uh, but that was always fun to have Christmas mm-hmm. music. But there was also something when I was thinking about this a little bit about even the quiet, mm-hmm. that that's an especially special mm-hmm. thing, too. I think about sometimes being in the room with the Christmas lights on on the tree and maybe have the lights down and have quiet mm-hmm. and having a story time or just a conversation or curled up in the chair with somebody, um, you know, quiet is an important part of the season as well. Yeah, for sure. That's really beautiful. One of the things that we've done with the 
sounds of Christmas too, is we have, I try to have us learn a different Christmas carol every week leading up to Christmas. That's not like a really complicated, but realizing there's a lot of richness to those, to the carols, to this, like if you read about the person who wrote the carol and you can read about why, like who wrote this carol and what was their story? Why? And some of them weren't even written for Christmas. Mm -hmm. They were just written as songs to sing. And now we've just over the years put them in the Christmas place. And then once we have all of those, once we know those songs and they've learned even the vocabulary of the songs are so rich uh-huh. and so much more so than like, just like Frosty the Snowman, right. you know, or Rudolph the Red-Nosed right. Reindeer. Cause I think when a lot of times when we think in America of like Christmas songs, like uh-huh. those are the ones, but those rich classic Christmas carols hold so much right. just meaning to them. Um, and then being able to then go to a retirement home and sing them, or even during this last season where we haven't been able to be going places to like sing for people, we've just been calling our um, grandparents mm-hmm. and singing it over the phone for, well, my grandmas actually. So for our great grandmas, um, and I know that that's really been a blessing to them. It so. is. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So I do think with all of the Christmas, oh, taste. We didn't even talk about taste. We talked about the smells of the foods. Let's talk about the taste of the foods before we move on. So the taste of Christmas. You want to start on this one again, Lori? Well, sure. Of course, you know, what's a Christmas without cookies? Right. So there's always <laughs> cookie baking day in our family. And that's gone on, oh boy, since I think we were first married and, uh, you know, children came along and my precious mother-in-law always hosted cookie baking day so that's just a sweet sweet memory that my kids have and uh she would prepare all the dough ahead of time so we got there for just all of the fun rolling them out baking them and decorating them it was a whole morning process Mm -hmm. but we all went home with trays and trays and trays full of cookies uh, we would have lunch together, and it was just oh, a great half day that we always put on the calendar every mm-hmm. year that happened. And she's gone now. She's she's in heaven celebrating Christmas with the Lord in person, wow. which is phenomenal. But um, but we keep the tradition going. So, so are you doing it now? Absolutely. <laughs> so Christmas decorating, cookie decorating happens at our oh. house, and you know the the homemade stuff is great. But uh, here in Southern California, we have a local candy shop that makes homemade or, you know, their uh, candy canes are just amazing. So that's part of our Christmas tradition, too, to go to the candy store and buy those freshly made warm, if you haven't had a warm Peppermint. Peppermint. Yes. Candy cane (laughs) before. That's a taste you'll never forget. But yeah, so it doesn't all have to be homemade. um, But yeah, yeah, those tastes that are familiar that always come out every Christmas. Red and green M&Ms, that's part of Christmas at our (laughs) house. So, you know, that's, you know, something you just pick up at the grocery store. But we look forward to having those out. So yeah, wonderful. Yeah. And I like that those are those can all be low. It can be low stress. Right. Which is important. Yeah. Mom, what about the taste of Christmas? Yeah, I would say, you know, we did the cutout sugar cookies and um, and really just a few recipes that ended up being traditional recipes just because everybody liked them. And so we always made them. And one of the ones is our sweet potatoes that we always have mm-hmm. at special occasions. Um, and again, that makes a nice smell in the house. 
Um, but yeah, that, and then the cookies, I can't think of really other things that we necessarily yeah. well, had specific. Well, I can, okay, you because the different grandparents' house had different breakfast casseroles. Well, that is true. And so that's been a little bit tricky because when you have grandparents on each side doing different things, and then I say, those tastes all equate Christmas, then now I have to decide, like, what all am I actually making yes. for Christmas yes, morning? Yes, yes, <laughs> And there were things at the grandparents' house, like what's yours, and now I'm adopting as yes. well, but like the mocha punch, the, mocha punch. the traditional mm-hmm. mocha punch. Yes. <laughs> I know I'll have to put, I'll put a link to that mocha punch yeah. recipe because that's an important one. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. So I think with all of this, all of those are so life giving. And when each of you talk about these things, like your eyes just come alive with excitement of like getting to create this. Like it feels like a privilege that I get to help do these things to serve my family well Mm -hmm. and to love them well. And that it has just spoken life, not only to the people in your home, but it's spoken life to you. Like as being the creator of this atmosphere, it has, it just inspires Mm -hmm. you too. Um, But what about the mom who's just like exhausted already either with the just the heaviness of this year this has been a really heavy year to then be going into christmas um or with little ones Mm. that it can just feel overwhelming or with older ones where maybe there's hard stuff with older kids Mm. that the idea of now like and now i'm supposed to make christmas a special thing like great that's on me what advice would you give to that mom who's maybe feeling that way mommy to start well i think one thing is all of the things we've talked about, it doesn't have to be a big deal. No. Right? You know, and it really, again, consider consider your audience. Who are the guests in your home? Mm-hmm. And so are you doing these things? You know, question question yourself. Why? why what is my motivation? Hmm. Why do I think I need to do these things? And so you don't Not have because to, you said that they should do them. Yeah. 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 That you need to do what what serves you and what serves your children, what serves your mm-hmm. husband. When a, what is a ble- would be a blessing to all of you, but I would also say, I had some years and um, it wasn't like anything major was going on, but maybe I just thought I just don't think I have it in me mm-hmm. to do all of these things. But once we pulled those boxes down and we opened them up and got started. Sometimes we just have to do things because it's the right thing to do, and then the feelings will follow. Mm-hmm. And so, so a lot, you know, I would say, you know, hang in there, mama. <laughs> you yeah, know, you can, you can do it unless you really can't, right. and then back off a little bit and give yourself simple, grace. Make it a simpler things. year this mm-hmm. year. Yeah, so that's great. What do you? What about you, Lori? I think planning ahead mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. helps a lot, and like you were saying, to to really think ahead of time, what is realistic and then do less than what's realistic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause I think of what's realistic and I'm pretty optimistic. Mm -hmm. And so my, what's realistic may be realistic, but keep me up till four in the morning, which does not make me a good mom the next day. Right. Right. And to leave margin (laughs) in your life so that, you know, if one night we just want to go Christmas caroling or you hear about somebody's in town, you really like them to come over or something you've, or you just want to go to the park and play, you have, you have the space to do that. Mm-hmm. Also not to hold the Christmas dates so tightly. Oh, yes. For sure. You can do Christmas any day. Yes. And if you have a really busy early December, let Christmas go into the middle of January. Who yeah. cares? It's what really- child would ever say, well, I wish we had cleaned up from Christmas on yeah. January 1st. No, you just keep it going. So, yes. yeah, however that works out, you know, in, you, in your schedule, your timing, 
And then also to delegate as mm-hmm. as children get older, have yeah. like you were talking and it's training about, them. Krista, train them, let them take ownership, yeah. and uh, they have, have a lot of fun doing that. Mm-hmm. So. so, Lori, if you could give one piece of advice to a mom who says, where do I start? Like, this is new to me, but I want to do something. What advice would you give to her? Yeah, I would say... Um, get yourself a notebook. Well, hmm. I'm I'm old school. So yeah, me I use, too. I, I like use a, a three ring binder, and I've got you know, sections for theme, gift lists, menus, that kind of thing. Hmm. So I, I'm a list maker. Not everybody is, but at least taking some time in the beginning of the season mm-hmm. before you get going and before you you lose your mind, mm-hmm. kind of plan ahead a little bit. Yeah. Have have some goals set. So you don't blow the budget. Uh, so that if you kind of have your stuff together, it's going to go a long way in helping the rest of your family cope with a, a little different time of year. And That's great. It's very different. Um, we had the the opportunity to take off. We homeschooled our kids. Mm-hmm. So we really celebrated Christmas from Thanksgiving until after New Year's. Wow. And we didn't do formal homeschooling during that mm-hmm. time. We'd maybe mm-hmm. do a little bit bit of math, but mm-hmm. we were reading Christmas We call stories. it Christmas school. It's Christmas <laughs> school, yeah. right. So it's a, it's a totally different season, and we made the most of it. Mm-hmm. And it's great that our kids have that to look back on, you know, the memories that we made, that they made. Um, oh, I just wanted to mention one thing that my kids really appreciated as they got older. I started writing them Christmas letters. Aww. So they would get a letter in their stocking every year. Aww. And I would talk about things in ways that they've grown, things that they've been challenged with. But, you know, you persevere, whatever it was, but words of encouragement mm. for each child. And they have held on to those letters. That's beautiful. So that was a really sweet, meaningful thing that we were able to do. Mom, what about you? If you could offer one piece of hope to a mom who really wants to try something. Well, I love Lori's idea of making the list, and I should start earlier than I do. Because (laughs) when would you say you start your Christmas planning? In October. Wow. Okay. Well, it's okay, mamas. This is coming out in December. So (laughs) you're okay still. (laughs) But yes. So early. And so I, I, you know, because you can't just expect yourself suddenly to add in all these things if you don't cut some other things out, mm-hmm. you can't just suddenly produce all of this on top of what you already do. But I'd really like to. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. So I guess I would I would encourage, I guess the one thing I was, if you've never done, you know, Christmas much, anything at your house, just maybe think back on your own life if there was something special that you'd like to continue. Or if there wasn't, who do you know in your in your circle of friends that you think, well, I like how they do that one thing. Mm-hmm. And just do that one yeah. thing. Or take one idea from today. Yeah. Say, this is something yeah. I'm going to Just do one thing. Mm-hmm. And then you can add more things over time, and your children will help you to add things. You'll start mm-hmm. seeing what things do they love. Mm-hmm. And those are the things you'll want to include. Mm, that's wonderful. Well, thank you, Mom, so much. And thank you for the Christmases you made for us. Oh. And thank you, Lori, for always welcoming us into your home at Christmas oh, and just for how both of your pleasure. homes inspired me to hopefully create a space to encourage other moms to be able to do the same. Well, thank you both. It's great. Maybe you heard this podcast from a place where your Christmas looks and feels the same as any other year, but probably you're like me. And this year, your celebration looks very different. Is your home more central to your Christmas season than it usually is? More than ever before, instead of Christmas events and holiday outings, 
our home, and our close family and friends will be at the heart of this season. I have treasured preparing my home for the holidays this year because I understand and feel its importance now more than ever before. Instead of shoving the activities of home into a busy holiday schedule, home has become the schedule. Just this week, my children and I have been decorating with homemade garland of dried oranges, singing carols, making Christmas countdown trees, and reading Christmas books. The slowness of the space that we have this Christmas is allowing our home to come alive with tidings of comfort and joy. If your Christmas at home looks different this year, celebrate the gifts God is giving you in the differences and be the conductor of comfort and joy in your home this season. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Merry Christmas! Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below, where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends. Join us next week as we talk about preparing our hearts for Christmas.